yeah, it kind of <laughs> makes the rest of us look bad because it's a very easy target for other people who don't think we should be in places like the law the military, law enforcement, wherever, to point at and say, see, women don't belong in law enforcement because yeah. they just fucking sleep around and cause problems. And it's like, okay, but that's kind of a, well, I don't want to say a small percent. Unfortunately, it's not a small percent. Well What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Antihero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However, none of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Antihero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you, so give them a try. Okay, before we start, I saved this. So, is that a fingernail? No, I. Before every show, is it I, a toenail? No, before ah, before every show, I check my nose hairs. I get really bad nose hairs. I love how you were offended by. No, it's not a toenail. It's my nose hairs. It's I pluck this nose hair. I'm worried the fan's gonna blow it away. But it's is pure long? white. It's white as snow. And it was sticking out of my nose for days. Can I see it? Yeah, I plucked it with tweezers. Oh, man, it hurt. Whoa, really I can see it from here. Yeah, it was sticking out of my nose. It was, oh, so. Oh, my God. Pretty gross, huh? That's cool. Yeah. You should be proud of your white hairs. You earned them. <laughs> yeah, we're getting them everywhere now. Can the, I throw this into the wind? Yeah, go ahead. <sighs> All right. So, we have Kendra back today. Um. She's kind of getting a, not a rebuttal, right? What would you call no, it? No, not, not a rebuttal, but sounds vengeful. But uh, another episode where we're going to talk about, I don't know if we're, I don't know how to like put it, but you know, last time Kendra was on talking about this stuff, she was on with me and Sam and me, all me and Sam did was crush Trulies and interrupt her the whole time. And it was actually pointed out by multiple people that every time she would start bringing up a point, me and Sam, not intentionally, obviously, and just because we're men and, you know, we in our heads have the better conversation. <laughs> okay. And it, there's going to be a lot of bad jokes. Here. This was wanted. This isn't something that I wanted. Yeah, no, to I wanted to. I've been trying to do it for a while. Listeners. And we also wanted to get a female, another female law enforcement officer because Kendra was a cop for like six or seven years. Yeah. Yeah. She actually trained me. And so, uh, <laughs> Don't say that. That's mm. not true. Ew. <laughs> um, you did. You did train me. You showed me the ropes. I was your part. Well, I wasn't even your partner. We you just worked own together. No, we weren't. Uh, we we just were on opposite so shifts. So much off duty. That yeah, we had mandatory overtime, and uh, we basically overtime, worked yeah. every fucking day together because <laughs> we were on opposite shifts. But uh, <coughs> but yeah. So we were gonna try to get two female. Law enforcement officers, or with at least females with law enforcement experience, and me to kind of have you know two female well, brains and one male brain. It's FFM. hard. Ew. <laughs> it's hard because, like, my best, my two best friends in the whole world are both law enforcement officers. And I don't think either of them would feel comfortable coming on the podcast. That's actually another huge thing. We reached out to somebody else too. 
they respectfully decline. A lot of people don't, and I've learned this having a podcast, is that a lot of people don't want to come on a podcast, mm-hmm. let alone talk about controversial issues. I don't blame them. You know, so... And it's not a lot of people. I think people that I know have gotten over the fear they're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like being in front of a camera. Like it's uncomfortable. People just don't want it. I never realized that. I fucking hate it. I hate this right now. I'm avoiding eye contact with the camera. We're not supposed to look directly at and the camera. I know, but like, I'm <laughs> it's like the person that like interjected in the conversation and no one wants there. Like a man. So you just all ignore them, their existence, and hope they go away, but they never do. So. What is a topic from last episode that we never got to because <laughs> you asked me this a couple of days ago and I forgot to watch the other podcast so I don't know. Oh, but you brought it up. Did I? Yeah, that there was a there was a couple topics that you never even got to. Well, I know I didn't get to them, but I don't remember what I they remember were. one was uh was There were one. so many. There was a lieutenant back where we used to work who his fat ass got fired cuz he's a piece of shit, but he used to give you a hard time. He was forcefully resigned. Yeah. He wasn't fired. But, uh... Whatever. Th- yeah, he didn't... I mean, so, like, I can imagine, like, as a chick, you want to be just equal, right? That's your whole goal. In a male-dominated workforce. Or if not equal, at least looked at as, like, hey, she does the job... And that's res- like well, respect. One thing I noticed, and I noticed this is like any type of training environment where there's someone more senior addressing, you know, 20 cops or 20 soldiers or, you know, they're addressing and they'll bring up something that needs to be brought up. Like, uh, you know, I remember one time. So what they'll say is they'll make women feel su- they'll they'll like overkill it like. <laughs> you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, they'll say something and then they'll say, you know, instead of, you can just say, and for the females here, this is what you need to do, right? Move on. We all realize that there's penises and vaginas, but they'll make it a big thing. And I don't want to, I don't want to say this. I don't want to get myself in trouble. And it's like, like when they say guys and they're like, yeah. when I say guys, I mean women too. Like no fucking shit. <laughs> we no, we don't need to be, you don't need to explain that to us. It's like, well, I remember one time. It's like, wow. Now I feel, cu- now I feel weird. Because everyone's looking at me like I'm offended even though I yeah. never said anything. <laughs> I, in airborne school back in 2008, uh, you had to get into these these harnesses to, you know, like they fucking, the jump master like fucking rakes them up your, your crotch because you're about to jump out of the yeah. airplane. And uh, we were doing the class for them and this dude's black and white. They're, you know, they're former drill sergeants mm-hmm. that turned into black hats for airborne. And uh, he was like, uh, he just addressed it he was talking about you know this is this is gonna hurt your balls now but if it's loose it's really gonna fucking hurt your balls when you jump out of that plane and he goes ladies this is this might not feel like anything right now he's like it is going to hurt the shit out of your vag still mm-hmm. if you jump out of the plane this is loose so everybody <laughs> so he was addressing the fact that women are different and he was telling you this is gonna hurt your vagina just as bad as if you had balls but he didn't make it all weird i just remember that but that was a different time they used to tell female, I'm, I'm sure they probably still do, but they used to tell female soldiers when they get out of basic training and they go to different, they start their career and go to their different classes and they get to the unit. Senior females would bring, would come and talk to the girls and go, what? Nothing. Sorry. What? what? Being immature. Oh. They would come. <laughs> 
senior females would come. <laughs> <laughs> they would come and they would address all the newer female soldiers and they'd tell them, guys, you're young, but do not have sex with these guys. These yeah. boys, these little boys, all they want to do is fucking have sex because they haven't had sex in four months. Please. Yeah, have sex with God. your sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> or me. <laughs> uh, that was a joke. Mm. So those are some things I remember. I try to stay out of the. Um. It's it's super hard, because if you just keep it real, there's some there's somebody out there that's going to try and burn you, right? I don't. I don't agree with treating women any differently. Other, you know, obviously there's human elements to working with females that you're not going to do with males. But other than that, you know, like I, yeah. when you're working a job, I don't, I don't treat women any differently. Because and you shouldn't. And I think uh, the vast majority of women in law enforcement or any f- career field would agree with me that most of us want to be treated that way. Because we don't necessarily, you go into it kind of in the back of your head like, oh God, I'm going to be treated different or I'm going to like something, it's it's uncomfortable a little bit. So um, it's nice to be treated the same way. Like if you see a, a coworker or even a supervisor talking to the guys one way and then you notice they speak to you differently outside of like an age gap. Because sometimes, like, older men, they just talk to women different because they're older, and that's just how they were taught to. It's tricky. I get it. Like, you, you don't want to be disrespectful because it's a woman. But when you're working, you should be seeing them as fellow law enforcement, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as a woman, to be treated like that is very nice because it's not very common. Most women don't get offended by shit. It's Especially like, if they're in a job like that, right? You know what you're getting into, and the ones that do usually flush themselves out because they don't they they don't fit into the environment and they don't do well. So it's kind of annoying, especially when you've been on for however long and you've like feel like you've proved yourself and you're still getting treated like. Uh, well, I mean, there's good just, job, good job. It's, it's hard. Yeah, that's hard <laughs> I don't because know. it's hard to explain. Sometimes a gaggle of dudes, <coughs> even if this individual dudes wouldn't talk a certain way a gaggle of dudes get very what would you call that i keep thinking there's somebody upstairs but it's fireworks because we're filming (laughs) this on fourth of july so i keep hearing if you see me look up it's because i think there's somebody upstairs above us and it's freaking me out anyways um like a gaggle of dudes will talk about some fucked up shit and I've done it, and I'm guilty of doing it. I'm so guilty of doing it. But it's it is common courtesy as a gentleman to not talk like that in front of a lady. Now that being yeah. said, I feel like if she was hands in her pockets, laughing and joking with everybody, she's kind of given that out. She's kind of putting it out there that she's not going to be bothered by it. You know, uh, if I feel like if a woman is a female is staying away on purpose because she maybe she doesn't want to hear that shit and it's you know but i've been guilty of going oh sorry for saying that in front of you and they're like dude i out of all the shit i hear all day you worry that i'm going to take something you say offensive and you're you feel bad because i'm just perpetuating the system you know 
in that scenario, it's I don't feel like you're perpetuating anything. You're just trying to be polite. Yeah. And there's a difference between like you you can't any nobody can read another person and know what they're thinking. People tend to group other demographic. People tend to group people together. So if someone's had a bad experience with women or um, just a different, they were t- raised <coughs> to treat women a certain way, especially in the South. Um, you, as a woman, you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference between somebody just being trying to be respectful because that's they're just trying to be a good person, and then someone who is like patronizing. That's what I. That's what mm. is. Annoying. Give me an example of each. I think I get what you're throwing down, but. So the dirty jokes is one thing, like the sex talk at briefings. Um, I've been in scenarios where like a couple of guys will make a joke about either another female deputy or a, a, a woman that would like a dispatcher or what? something. What? That doesn't happen. Or <laughs> and it's sexual and they'll be like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. And like, now that's a regular one? That's, that's just like, yeah. Okay. They're just trying to be thoughtful of me. Because I'm a woman, and they might think that I'm taking offense to it secretly, and I can't say it, but whatever. That's different than uh, I'm five years in. I make a an arrest on a traffic stop, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, good job!" Yeah, like Mike. And did it's you not hard think that I could that I was capable of doing that for whatever. It's hard reason? to say. Well, would you do that to the boys? Because and that's true. And, and, and but you sound like a baby if you do that. It's not fair. Would you, you can't win because if you joke. If you joke with them, you're trying too hard. If you're too nice, you're flirting. If you don't do either of those, you're a fucking dyke bitch. Like, you cannot win. And that was one of the points I was trying to get at last time where I was saying being a female in a male-dominated environment can be very lonely. Which is why it's annoying when other female law enforcement officers either do stupid shit like sleep with the entire shift. It makes it harder for you. Or they are in this weird competition with you and they're assholes to you because it's very, it can be very isolating to be the only one because you really don't um, fit in in any niche. Like, Remember that thing I, I had told you about? I was telling like, oh yeah, that, you need to talk about that. And you were like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's it. That is it. That's the whole, that whole thing oh, you're talking about? Yeah. Like, you don't really fit in anywhere else except with your girlfriends who think exactly like you. That's your only place on earth that you really fit you're really when not you're even, a woman. As a female cop, you're really not. It's sometimes being married. that It just brings a lot of shit home, whether your husband or boyfriend is a cop or not. You know, if he's a cop, it might be a little easier. But we've been there, you know, and it probably isn't In very. In regard to what? Just, just ha- working with men all day. Um, so you, what? I keep forgetting to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I do the same thing sometimes when I'm like, <sighs> um, what? So are, I hate being in front of this camera. It makes me so nervous. I hate so it. the, the women needing to stick together in any type of, uh, I mean, essentially on paper, you're a minority, right? You're a minority section of society like we female law women? enforcement oh female law enforcement yeah like so yeah there's not there's a lot <laughs> women more are a minority i was gonna say no we're more than half the world's population but, but you guys if anybody should stick together it's female cops and i see them it's hard to it's hard to um figure out what's going on sometimes as a male because i'll look at it and i'll see what oh i'll see um 
women pick like making fun of each other and i and i'm like oh man but then i think maybe that's women putting those chicks like holding them accountable and that's what i started realizing there's a couple meme pages i follow that are like are, are women cops clearly and i you know you don't know who they are but and and though i used to think i was like damn bro they're like they're lighting their own on fire in front of everybody and then i um and then i started realizing the people they were roasting were the ones that give females a bad name so they're putting them on blast go ahead <laughs> i almost said a word i didn't i don't want to say i think a lot of women the c word no i think some some and I was just talking to somebody, a, a female law enforcement officer the other day on Instagram about this, where um, she's very like-minded with me, where um, we joined and started our careers because it's what we wanted to do. And it was, v- you go to work to do your job. It's a social environment to a point, but it's a job. It's a career. And it's a very serious one. And we have enough problems as women in the world, let alone in a male-dominated environment where there's very few of us. Um, One of the issues that we talked about was um, women of low self-esteem, I'll put it, where they just don't give a fuck and they're sleeping with everyone or they're boy crazy or like they got into it for the really wrong reason. And that gives... Those women are the ones that, even if they are really, really bad at their job... And they're to the point where they're dangerous, but they keep their job because they're sleeping with somebody. Put them in the social media. It ca- <laughs> Yeah, it kind of <laughs> makes the rest of us look bad because it's a very easy target for other people who don't think we should be in places like the law enfor- the military, law enforcement, wherever, to point at and say, see, women don't belong in law enforcement because yeah. they just fucking sleep around and cause problems. And it's like, okay, but that's kind of a, s- well, I don't want to say a small percent. Unfortunately, it's not a small percent. Well, but I, I think my, we talk about this a lot. We're gonna we're gonna fight a fight because it's a good fight to fight, right? If or people don't agree with it either. But the issue of what we're talking about right now would not be an issue if just women weren't allowed to be cops, like weren't allowed specific roles in society, right? I'm not saying that's right at all. But that would alleviate the issue. Well, car crashes wouldn't happen if we took away exactly. cars either. But so, that's not but a it's solution. A, it's, it's a problem that you have, so you have to make a solution for but it. That's right? not a good solution. Like Floridians are not, you know, the best way to not get eaten by an alligator in Florida is to stay out of the water. But Floridians are not going to stay out of the water. So now you have to mitigate a problem. And See, work but people, through. people apply. You're applying the same logic to that as you are to as people apply to gun laws. Well, if we just take the guns away, no shootings will ever happen. Like you, it's not a solution. It isn't. I'm sorry. It's not a solution. Just I'm not say, saying. I'm. I'm just saying it's a. It's an absolute way. I'm not saying it's a good solution. I'm saying that it. It's an absolute. Of you course, just like anything else, you eliminate something that could potentially be a problem, and there's no more problem. But I feel like the best way <laughs> there would to, never be anything if that was how. We I think the things. best way is if everybody was just, if everybody treat. Decent if people. We, yeah, and if we actually just... Ex- oh, my God, I'm going to say the most controversial thing ever. If we just agreed that men and women are, di- are different, if everybody agreed that men and women are different... That's not controversial. It's truth. Well, there's only two genders. But, you know, if they if we just agreed that they were different and then we worked around that, a lot of these problems would be, you know, 
I, like again, tell me to stop, or, but our counselor stop. <laughs> Just kidding. Said that she uh, uh, our our mar- our marriage counselor said that women's brains are like a bowl of spaghetti. There's a million, jillion, billion things going on in them. And then in a man's brain, he's able to com- compartmentalize issues and handle them. And she said, okay, so I'm not sounding like a sexist piece of shit. She just said that their brains think differently because of biological reasons. And um, do you think if we could work around that and understood that we could, it would be easier? Yeah, because a lot of the issues that I personally think and we're getting off i mean we're kind of going into more general terms outside of law enforcement but just the venus versus mars thing if um and this applies to literally anybody not even just the men and women topic but political sphere anything where there's two opposing parties if the each side just took a moment to truly listen and listen to learn and not listen to get pissed and make a point and talk over you if we actually took a minute to listen to each other and understand how those mechanisms work then I think we would all be able to see the benefit of the differences and instead of focusing on well I got a bad breakup and I haven't had sex in two years so I hate women or (laughs) men Men are just fucking, they don't hit on me, so I hate them all because they're chauvinist and they're misogynistic because they don't see how hot I am. If you got past, like, that brain yeah, fog. Yeah, those people are the extremes. If you cut are. them off, right, and then you're dealing with 80% of the regulars. Here's another thing, too. Women don't ever put it out there because it's not ladylike. Ask a woman to see her DMs. Even the ones that literally don't do anything and try to stay away from the entire world. Guys slide in their DMs. And... <laughs> Just ask, can I see your DMs or can you just tell me some of the craziest shit you've ever gotten? And you'll have to go sit down for lunch about how crazy, like it's not just going to See, that happen. doesn't happen to me. That genuinely doesn't. We could go through my DMs right now, except Pull my phone's, now. Being, my phone's being used to film. We can go on the <laughs> camera or the camera. The but I'm saying, but you, you, you're kind of, you stay out of things and, you know, you're more uh, introverted. So you're not out there like, you know. You don't have like I'm introverted and I'm also not like I have no issue with women putting themselves out there, but I don't put myself that's true out there. I don't have a single like selfie with my face in it on my Instagram. Like I don't like anyone looking at me. I don't want anyone (laughs) acknowledging my existence. Can you blur my face? (laughs) I, I don't want anyone to perceive me. Right. Like so I give off. And if anybody ever were to. okay, there was that one guy that I knew from high school that I had to block because we were talking normal and all of a sudden he sent me some weird meme about sloppy titty pics and I was like, what the fuck? What was that? We I were me- at your parents. <laughs> we yeah. were on vacation for Christmas. At my parents? Yeah. At, in Virginia. And we were going to hang out with your friend and I had to, and I told you, I was like, oh my fuck. Oh yeah, God. that was a weird car ride because you were like, I have something to tell you. I was like, fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And you were like, it was the most innocent thing ever. And I was like, oh, all right. And he wasn't, he said. Not, uh, you, your right. issue was very innocent. Like, I was like, I was waiting for you to be like, <sighs> you know, tell me something fucking pretty bad. I'm having an affair. <laughs> yeah, no. I, no, some dude I knew from high school who never, ever, once, ever gave me any sort of inkling that he was into me or at any point in our entire interaction in life. 
and we didn't talk for years and I posted something that he responded to in a very innocuous friendly way he's seemingly madly in love with his wife like he knows I'm married I was like all right cool we're just like reconnecting as friends and it was totally fine innocuous talking about absolutely nothing um like harmless okay totally platonic and then out of nowhere he sends me this weird meme that said like something about sending titty pics and I was like, what the fuck? So I... Now, this isn't somebody you've known and kept in touch with for your whole life. This is somebody no. that came back into your life. We had only been in contact for like a couple of months, and we hadn't seen each other since It would school. be inappropriate. So, and I'm just trying to grasp. It would be inappropriate for anybody who has not been reconnected for just a short period of time to send a meme like that in general. Right? It was like a... It wouldn't be appropriate, period, if you, if this person you're speaking to, if you guys hadn't had some sort of interaction that implied that that person was into you because that's like um that's like i'm not trying to get down like the consent road but like if you're friends with a girl and nothing it's been completely normal like let's say a a buddy's girlfriend nothing weird right and she walks up to you and says you want to see my tits that's kind of weird and it feels harassy it's like get away it's very like i don't know it was it was very invasive to me, because I was like, where the fuck is this coming from? You know I'm married. I, I know you're married. This is really inappropriate, and there has never been... I don't know. The point I was going to make earlier that I wrote down was when you were saying that women need to stick together and everything, and um, I've heard other other men say that, and I've heard other women say that, but then when women do, and they do things like the Women in Law Enforcement Conference that was in Nashville... Mm-hmm. Everyone shits on it. Yeah, that's true. Everyone says, "Oh my god, fuck that! What a fucking cringy bit." Like, okay, like I said, women can't fucking win. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you know how you kind of like you joke, and then as you just have to be like, to be honest with you, I'm only joking because I was peer pressured into thinking this is funny and it's not. Mm-hmm. It's actually a serious issue. Like, that's one of those things. Um, I remember, you know, like everybody rips on the female. Sorry, if no one knows this, like the, when we went to street cop training conference, they had a female in, uh, speaker mm-hmm. and she spoke and everything that me and you are trying to convey right now in this podcast uh, all leads to that having to happen. A female coming out and talking about life as a female cop, talking about life going through the ranks, talking about dealing with men. Right. She can't just have a female class because there's not enough females. In law enforcement and at street cop training. I think there was like 20. There was probably more than that. Oh, well. Um, oh, sorry. Gross. I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. You're not gross. I do it too. <laughs> Zip, I go. No, the, the fuck you do. But um, but every guy makes fun of that class. And shit's Some women it. make fun of it. I know. Is the women are shitting on it too. And it's kind of like. You know, because she went through one thing and I was, we were sitting next to our, our neighbor there, our vendor neighbor. And while she was talking, he came up to me and he was like, well, I don't want to say that, but cause he's a really, really respected dude. But it, she said something about how it was sexist to be asked in her, um, get our, her interview, right? I don't know if this was her interview to get hired with, with the PD that she was working for, or if this was an interview in a special assignment, it might've been a special assignment, but either way they asked, do you have Plan plans? To get pregnant. Uh, I'm getting pregnant, and 
one way you look at it is how fucking dare you? That's my family. It's my business. That's my that's, uh, bringing a life into this world, having a kid. How dare you ask me that? The other way of looking at it, and this is another way of looking at it, it's very logical thinking. Are we going to have nobody in this position for seven months? Right. Um, uh, more than that. Yeah. When, when you have the baby, right? And it's just, that's one of those things where you have to accept that those types of scenarios are going to happen when women are in law enforcement. It's all about, I feel like people need to come in agreement that, or maybe make, I don't know. Can I tell you both sides of that? Yeah. So, um, the, the female perspective of why. Oh, I forgot to turn the light on. <laughs> oh, that's why. It did feel a little. <clears throat> now we're ready. Anyway, the, I understand both sides, um, for the female side, uh, the reasoning behind why it's sexist for people is because um, if a man plans to have kids, it doesn't really affect his career. And it's not a woman's fault that she was born a woman and she's the one that has to be pregnant. So you automatically um, get taken out of the running because of a biological thing that you can't help. And now you're being put in a position where Let's take two kids, eight years old. They both want to become law enforcement officers and become vice detectives, okay? They, they go through the same, they're both middle class, they're both the same race, um, they both have the same opportunities in life, they both go to college, they both graduate, let's say, same GPA. And they both only Magna smoked weed Lade. in college once. Yes, they're clean-cut, good kids, and they go and ap- apply for the police academy. They get in, they work their asses off. They both produce amazing numbers. They're really, really smart. They're good at their job. They're fair. They're impartial. Blah, 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 right? Um, both tactically sound, physically fit, all of that. This is, you're like... They both go into an interview for a specialty unit, and someone says... I know this isn't. Re- someone says, uh, "Do you plan on having sex?" Do you <laughs> do you ever plan on ever having an injury and being out, or do you ever plan on, let's say, one of them? The only example that's coming to my head because I'm a fucking four year old is like, do you do you have massive shits and you take forty five minutes on a toilet and you can't fucking help it or something dumb like that, some sort of biological thing. One does and the other one doesn't. It's it's it feels unfair because they both went through the same things. They both. But had they wouldn't make a decision based off that. Some people do though because they don't want to. Now the flip side of that. How long are your shits? I know that again. That's the only, <laughs> literally the only thing that came to my brain, which kind of. Well, okay. Let's let's play that. Hold on, real quick. I don't want to interrupt you. Don't forget. But I just want to play on that point. What if somebody had um, uh. Fucking uh, irritable bowel syndrome, and they're like, "Oh, I just." Let That's you what know. I was trying to say. It, yes, thank you. <laughs> just to let you know, uh, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> a couple times a shift, I you know I might have to use the restroom. They're not gonna not. They're not gonna. That person's not gonna get help. Or you have Crohn's way. disease and you need surgeries, or you you know like, yeah. and you're gonna be out for a time. Like, um, it's not. It, if that person didn't get picked because of that, that that everyone would feel like, okay, yeah, you should be pissed because it's kind of unfair. 
because it's your problem and you deal with it and you don't let it affect your job. Mm. Same thing with getting pregnant. Not that getting pregnant is close to anywhere close to having IBS, but you know what I mean. Like I took a shit and it was a human. <laughs> fema- women, uh, sp- the women have to choose sometimes between being a mom and having a career because of things like that, where yeah. it's like guys can have kids and not worry about it because they're not out. They don't get pregnant. They're not out from, they don't have to breastfeed and be with the newborn and have the, all this time off. Like it's not either of the man or the woman's fault. It's just the reality of it. So that's why it's kind of annoying um, and it's also nobody's business if I want kids or not. Yeah. Well, but on the flip side, on the employer's end and on the on the interviewee's end for this whatever specialty team it is, everyone knows that most departments have staffing issues. Everyone knows that most departments um, they have uh, grants and budgetary issues for these specialty units, and they have to have a certain amount of people working at any particular time or whatever the case may be and you risk that when you take on a woman because she might get pregnant and be gone and you can't just have someone cover for her yeah so well, i understand well, so both like sides. what about like a small unit like four or five yeah. person unit it's a major caseload to take on when they're out um but the now they might be able to do in office work which is to me that like, that's working towards the the right answer, but right? on the other, but if they're gonna go with that, they need to not have. They need to not hire anyone, not hire into the agency, but onto the unit. Anybody who's a national guard. Ooh, ooh, See, that it will no no one will ever admit that. But behind closed doors, everybody's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Since I came into cop work, everyone's like, thanks for your service, man. And then as soon as they leave, they're like, God, this buddy fucker, man. He's always fucking gone. Always have to cover his shit. And they could, get, they could get deployed at any time. We had a guy that got deployed three times in like a two-year span, and he was gone for like a month and a half, two months at a time. That's That's got to be equivalent to a pregnant woman having a baby. Ooh. I think you just broke the internet. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I, for a lot of people, too, that I want them to know this about you. And it, correct me if I'm wrong. Kendra is a very firm believer in men and women are different. Women have different Yeah, abilities. I am not a feminist. By <laughs> Please. Like women, like, for instance, women, You because you said women stay home a lot, tend to stay home a lot with a child. It's not expected of the man to do that because I'm a firm believer. And I, I, yeah, I'm not going to speak for you. I'll let you speak on it. I think that men are not good with children. They're not as patient. They're not as... Now, as I saying, a man Not naturally, can't be a, no. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, it takes uh, time to learn the child. You yeah. know, uh, and there's just something in a mother's love or a motherly instinct that's there. A father's love and a father's instinct is is just so different. When I think of my son, mm-hmm. I don't think my son needing nurturing and care in the moment, at the moment. My big thing is lifelong lessons. You're prepping him for life and how yeah. to be a man. Yeah. And so, um, not that, the, but that's the thing. Those two things are not any better or worse. They're just different. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go into days on the, um, you know, how this country wants to break up the platonic order in a household in order to take over. And the last 50 years have been when something, there's a good push for something, it gets hijacked and then everybody, it splits sides and, you know, like, like feminism. Were you done? talking about our last thing before we start yeah that was yeah okay i'm regretting the shit analogy (laughs) (laughs) it's literally the only thing that i could think of massive dumps i had such a good framework going on that i was like what if you take a really long there's people that do i know i know i know know how unserious is that but i mean but you're it was very right it's the same analogy as 
Can I take a 10-minute break on the hour if you work in the office? Can I take a 10-minute break every hour on the hour? No, you can't do that. That's insane. They can used to sm- for smokers. Can smokers go do it? So I'm going to take up smoking. because that's <laughs> Like the, the office. <laughs> yeah. Kelly's like, well, I can go smoke. <laughs> but all right. So touching on feminism. Um, poo. It's a really scary word. I didn't want to open the show with feminism. In fact, Kendra told me. I told you not to. Don't open the show with feminism because everyone's going to turn it off. Because yeah. it's one of those things. It's like anything. Women have ruined it for for. The I don't cause. even think it's women. I think it, 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 it's well, yes. yes, they did. But it's because <laughs> it's because people are again, I, you know, without saying I will go through my rant real quick. Russia and China split us in every way they can. They create fake social media mm-hmm. to keep us divided. And they want extremists on each side fighting. Like, look what we're talking about right now. Look at the podcasts, uh, which I just started discovering these. And I'm not trying to sound like a pick-me boy. Hey, ladies. Uh, oh, male feminist is the equivalent to a pick-me girl. Um, in no way, shape, or form am I a male feminist at all. In fact, I would fucking become the anti if somebody labeled that to me. But um, Yeah, I got stories to prove that he's not. No. Let's not, <laughs> let's not air that. Let's not air that. Sorry. Um, but it's... These podcasts exist out here, and what they do is they they pit really well spoken, really well groomed, good looking men against probably girls. So let's say like twenty five year old dudes. Let's just say twenty twenty one year old girls. Four years in in life is a lot. You learn a lot of lessons in four years, uh, and they. And they bring these girls in and just embarrass the fuck out of them. And guys love that shit. Guys eat that shit up. It's like watching somebody get punched in the face over and over again. And I like, don't know why. Punch them. Punch them. And you're like, dude, why are you watching this, man? And like, women can easily just stop that by not fucking going on the podcast and entertaining it. But they do because they get money. They get fame. It. It's not saying it's right what, they're, what the guys are doing. But it's like. Cut off their supply and stop fucking agreeing. But there's to go always going to be pick me girls. I know, right? That's I why. Know. And then every time, or someone who thinks they're smarter than all the other women, or they're hotter and they're going to get sympathy. Like it's just oh, annoying my, to watch. I bring him up all the time. My buddy James was, I think he was the one that told me that fucking dudes that are have to be the only people that are going to stop dudes like that are other dudes that are like yeah dude you can't be doing that because they don't respect women so why the fuck would they listen to what we have to say like if dudes in society was like bro but the problem is is that dudes are watching those podcasts like i mean because when you just roast and gotcha all these great points and these girls are making stupid claims they're they're making idiotic statements they're baiting them in there to make these and they're like what a dumb bitch could you they're like, that was a dumb thing to say. Why'd you say that? Girl? They're getting them. What they do is they <laughs> rile them up. And I've heard, I've heard, I say heard, but like I've watched videos on <laughs> Bird Happily. And sorry, I was, I was relaying Bird quotes in my head. No, I was listening oh. to Bird in my own head. I have ADD. Bird um, Crapley. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. So. What they do on these podcasts is they um, they ramp these women up. They Sometimes they will promise them that they won't bring up certain things or whatever. They get on the podcast, they stream it live, and they go back on everything they said, and they bring up shit that's really sensitive to this woman, or they, they n- go for the 
the low blow and they get her riled up so that all she's doing is working out of her emotional state instead of her logic and reasoning. Mm -hmm. And that's where any conversation downfalls. If you start working off your emotions and being offended because now you're just like volleying insults and the conversation. And that was the whole point of having a woman on the podcast to make an example for them to point to and say, see, which is exactly why to circle back, um, a lot of women in law enforcement or any... I, I say law enforcement because that's the relevant topic. I understand it's other areas well. As it well. could be the same thing in any occupation. But that's the same kind of situation in a way where, like, we were talking about how women in law enforcement don't like to see the badge bunnies have a badge because it makes the rest of us look bad. Yeah. Well. I'm, I was just making a parallel there to keep it on topic. Well. One thing we talked about with these podcasts on the we talked about this on the way home from Virginia is the uh, and I have it written down here because you're scatterbrained. I have to, I fucking <laughs> have to. I can have talking points up here like this, and I'll just. Boop, boop, you have boop. to start asking direct questions, or we're gonna. <laughs> it's just gonna be bad. Um, Women's brains the guys, are like a bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> yes. It's like watercolors versus a sharpie. <laughs> you know, like. Sharpies are clean lines and <laughs> watercolors bleed together and make new colors. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? Um, but the guys that a lot of the guys that do those type of podcasts, um, they're modeling their thought processes off of or their ideas of what a woman should be in a relationship and what a man should be in a relationship off of a family unit model that was highly abusive. And I oh, like the 50s. Yeah. Those men were, not all of them, but the women who acted like that, the housewives, the typical 50s housewife, um, they, they were abused. And the children were abused as well. Yeah. Because if you talk to, like, your grandpas about, well... Everybody else did it. I didn't do that to your grandma. <laughs> well, if you talk to good men, like my grandpas... They they understand how valuable it is to have a, f- a a partner and a wife, and they understand the value of of women, and they respected their wives, and they consulted with them, and they were like couldn't live without her, couldn't do anything like they gave her her flowers, and she respected him in return. Like that model that these guys are operating off of, it only existed in a very small part of. <coughs> Of society, and it was abusive. Well, here's the thing: you shouldn't be modeling, you shouldn't be modeling your ideas of another human being off of an abusive mindset that makes you abusive. I don't know; it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, These guys, I mean, like what? What are they called? You named them. Oh my god, the fucking and and I know I've seen this. I have seen. Some of these videos in your followers' stories who also follow me, they repost this shit. And they, oh, have, well, and I, they have wives. The, and they're talking it. about women are fucking shit. And I'm like, you they, have a fucking yeah. wife and a daughter. What are you doing? Yeah. But they call themselves high-value men. High-value men. And they're like 14 and they have no money. They just have a podcast. But they're high-value men. <laughs> I get the basic sentiment. I get the basic... God damn it. I get the basic sentiment of... Yes, there are women who are gold diggers and they're sluts and they're whatever. 
um, and I get the sentiment of respecting yourself to not just fall victim to that simply so you can get laid. That's the sentiment of it. Focus on yourself and become a good person. Absolutely. But you don't have to, you don't have to tear down an entire, like, demographic of people and categorize them all as pieces of shit just because... What do you think about the guys that say... They just go because out there you look like this. Hey, my buddy sent me that. I have to give that to Sam. We keep him in our pockets, so if someone shoots us, we get the last laugh when they pull that out of our pockets. In case you can't see it, it's a tiny penis. <laughs> he sent them to me, and he said, put these in... He gave one to Sam. He said, put them in your pocket. Oh, shit. They're like, they're like bachelorette penises when you put them on stuff, and he said, put them in your pocket, and... I mean, our cops have a really sick sense of humor. So he's like, when you get fucking blasted and they're going through your it's stuff. It's funny. It's a good idea. <laughs> Got him. That's a really good idea. Um, I wish they made little molds of vaginas. That's not as funny. Because it's just not. It's not. <laughs> Penises are funny. <laughs> um, what are your, what's your take on dudes? Let's just, let's take bio- biology out of it. Because you can argue all day unless you're a fucking biologist. You really can't. You're just picking which one you want. Um, let's so let's just take the study of it and the argument that exists or doesn't exist. Dudes that say men, I heard this argument, and so I actually watched it a little bit more. And this guy, this whatever you called him, uh, high, value high value male, man, man, male. Uh, he said that um, men are biologically engineered to uh, have sex with multiple women and spread their seed. Right, that's what he said. And he said, women are naturally, they act slutty because they want to be the one picked. And it's a, it's a biological, like when you, when guys want to have sex with you, it's a aphrodisiac. It makes you like, it's like a mating ritual. Yeah. Um, so taking away, taking away whether that's true or not, like whether or not people can coexist, which they have for hundreds of years without having sex with other people. What is your thought on that guy? Not that guy in particular, but guys that think the like thought that. thought process? Yeah. I will say that I think women's sexuality is extremely misunderstood, even by women. Um, and I think that there is no difference in sex drive between women and men. Oh, hell no, there's not. And, I, and one of the reasons why I believe that is because, one, I am a woman, and two, um, women have... Okay, oh, <laughs> we got sidetracked. I was asking you about... How do you, what would you say to a guy who's My said, mom listens to this. I know, my dad listens to this, so I'm trying not to get like. Tell cheap. your dad not to listen to this one. <laughs> but what would you say to the high-value high man that said women need to get over the fact that they're going to get cheated on because men just need, it's biological. Oh, are you, you know talking, talking about, about the conversation we had? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm talking about this one. I'm trying I know, to we, no, we talked about this because there was a guy, who, there's a lot of men out there. I say a lot. It's just that little weird subsect of podcasters that think this. But they do have followers, so clearly other people think it too. Yeah, millions. Which is sad. That those are the those are the guys that are leading the next generation of men, but whatever. Um there was a guy that was talking about how he is he's so rich and successful because he's got focus and drive and he's a leader in an alpha and he's built everything on his own and he um he doesn't need someone to bring him up. He needs a partner to be alongside him. Like all this, 
He wants a quality woman who's educated, smart, knows how to act like lady in the street, freak in the sheets type of thing, totally loyal, knows when to shut her mouth, knows her role, right? That's what he wants. A quality woman. A high value woman, which I would argue most women are like that. Mm. Most decent women are like that. Um, and he was on, and then he brought up. I was going to say, I can agree with all that. Right. Later on, he brings up the fact that you, the point that you just made where men are biologically just more sexual and they have to have sex. They're not designed to be monogamous. They're not designed to, it goes against every fiber of their being to be with one woman and love one woman, right? So one of the other people on the podcast who was a woman asked him a very simple question. She said, what... You say you want this type of woman who has self-respect and has built a life for herself and doesn't need you, but wants to be subservient, not subservient, but um, submit to you and all these wonderful qualities you just listed. How are you going to find a woman with any self-respect that's going to be okay with you just cheating on her? How? What do you say? Where He basically insulted her and gaslit her into like shutting the fuck up pretty much. And he's like, I don't have to fucking answer your dumb question or whatever. You're just trying to bait me. You're just trying to get a reaction out of me. And I'm not going to fall for that because I'm a high value male and all this bullshit. But it's a good question because you can see it. The women who are of that quality aren't sleeping around. Like <laughs> the girls that tend to be a little more like fast, fast and loose. What am I fucking 80? <clears throat> I don't know what to s- the the gold diggers or the the shit women that depend on men or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no one likes that. Those type of women are going to allow you to cheat. Because they, because they, they have no Ar- options. They get their Armanis and their Gucci's. Well, and they also have no options. Well, I mean, but there's so a, whole, there's a because timeless... Because they can't compete with the high-value women who... I don't know. It's just that the logic behind men need to cheat is just so stupid to me. It doesn't make any sense. They don't. Well, I think even if it was, let's just say, let's go and argue maybe it's biologi- biologically in you from millions or not millions but hundreds of thousands of years of you know evolution or where you started um there's things called we just don't do it um like if if you could do anything you wanted all day every day this world would be anarchy it'd be hell on earth it's also biologically instinctual for you to murder someone yeah i mean that's a great point that's what i'm saying like but we don't do that we're not allowed to do this but they're in jail what you know it's a contract you get in with somebody you either say when we get married hey we're cool with this or we're not cool with it most people are not cool with it um some people are and they have great marriages you know but yeah um that's between but if you're making an agreement be a high value man and uphold your end of the the agreement Mm. I, i don't know it just it's so stupid there are a lot of people out there that are okay with you having something on the side or an open relationship or whatever. Go find somebody who's okay with it. Or swingers. Don't, yeah. Don't use the excuse of, whoop, I biologically have to, babe. Most swingers are fat people, though. What? Right? Probably, no! probably ugly. <laughs> I think swingers are whoever wants to fucking be a swinger. I don't think they're f- they're all fat. What the hell? There are a lot of old swingers. Uh, maybe that's something. Oh, like the villages in Florida. There's a place in Florida called the Villages, and it's a bunch of old people. It's a retirement community, and they are like, "Fuck it, we're dying soon," and they all swing together, and they have like little colored loofahs to let you know what type of swinger they are. Someone sent me a uh, it's loofah what they're identifier. With, yeah. 
Different colors mean different things. One's so. like I'm single and I'm looking for a. I'm a. I'm going to be a unicorn. AKA my husband died. So I'm a widow. <laughs> yeah, there's that one. There's uh, mild ones like oh, I'm, I just we just like to watch. There's ones right. that are like full on swap. It's a code. So. And they carry them everywhere. They don't just have them on their cars. Do you they have put them on like their keychains and shit like that. So when they walk around, they have these fucking colored loofahs. All right. So going back to law enforcement and being a woman in law enforcement. I've always thought this was nuts because you told me, right? Getting called into your sergeant's office, unless you're a little bit seasoned or you're like me, you don't really care. But as a new person, it's scary. It's being called in the principal's office. Um, you fucked up something. Sergeant usually doesn't just call you in to say. I wasn't new, by the way. Oh, okay. I was like four or five years in. Oh, but anyways, go ahead. Okay, so I got called in to the office for, I want to say it was when they told me I was going to the courthouse. When, remember when they snubbed <coughs> us? Yep. It might not have been, but I, I want to say it was that conversation. Um, me and Kendra got... Uh, we got sent to the courthouse because we had a, a leadership that you rubbed the wrong way and also had beef with me. Because of your dad. Because of my dad. Her dad was a cop's cop, and the admin hated her dad, and they didn't like me either. So we, yeah. we, uh, they had to send three people from our, what is it called, a district? Mm-hmm. District, three people out of a 40, 45-man district, right? 45 deputies there. Three of them are going to have to go to the courthouse. Every district was giving people to the courthouse because the courthouse uh, was so low. They were having a pull from patrol. Um, when you're a young cop, that's a downgrade. You don't want to do that. You know, that's embarrassing. The courthouse deputies, you know, have, it's, it, as you go, you realize this is all untrue. And so that's probably the best gig. But when you become a cop, and, and no young cop should want to go straight to the courthouse because no. you're not a cop. Going to the courthouse towards the later end of your career is probably a very smart move. But um, they they were like, we're randomly selecting. Oh, no, it was two from our district because me and Kendra were in the same district. They made a shifts. lie up about two from each district and we were the only two out of the whole fucking <laughs> they agency. Picked, they were like, Tyler and Kendra. <laughs> we're like, wow, those are crazy odds. And there were people in the district who actively wanted they to go wanted and they volunteered and they passed them up to send us. So they sent us, right? But now I did not do that. We lived in, I mean, it's not going to matter to some people, but we lived in a in Deland, uh, the, a city in the county that we worked for, right? We lived in the city. There was a big, huge courthouse there, right? Five minutes from our house. You, yeah, you could have walked there. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of sending both of us or at least one of us to that courthouse they sent us because the county we worked for had three courthouses two of them were on the beach side for easy 40 minutes away they sent us each they split us up didn't send us they sent us each to the beach side <laughs> one to each beach side courthouse fucking dude just and then they wonder why do people leave and your son was going to school at us in a city yeah. that was almost fucking an hour away from work so you'd be like two or three minutes late every day and your sergeant would ream you over it like yeah it was fucking a nightmare but i left oh i went to a way better agency um kendra i just left law enforcement general but i think i was around the time you decided that like i was i was ready to i was considering it and then that was like the final straw and i, I remember like, yeah fuck it i'm just gonna take my sign from the universe and skedaddle when i uh when i was turning in my car Right, Fleet was right next to the county pumps, and at my first agency, I was turning it in. I was filling it up, 
and I ran into the sheriff there, <laughs> and he asked me how everything was going, and I was like, good. Awesome. Because when I put in to go to this new agency that I'm at now, the fucking, probably two weeks after I applied, the agency I'm with now called me and like, hey, this will give you a heads up. We're going to go pull your packet. So when one agency goes and pulls your paperwork, your current agency now knows that you put in with another agency, right? So they can make your life hell. Yeah. Well, they already did make my life hell. Mm-hmm. They sent me to the courthouse as a young cop. Yeah, so who fucking cares? As soon as that happened, all of a sudden they were like, hey, we got a spot for you on the mm-hmm. road. You remember that? And they had spots open and didn't offer it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, because they were trying to like, oh, don't leave. Like, right. Got them. Well, they've got a couple of other deputies got got by that too because they were in the process with your agency and oh, they were yeah. like, oh, here's a shiny new specialty unit for you. Here's a shiny yeah. new uh, explorer they were trying. for you. So when I came over, there was one there's one or two dudes that came from my agency to the one I work, my old agency to the one I work for now. There was like one or two guys before me that did it and then, and then there was kind of a lull in time mm-hmm. and then I said, fuck it and I jumped and I told everybody, this is totally worth it. So about nine people came from maybe eight, but either way, a lot of people came after me and they were realizing they were losing people to this agency, way more opportunity, way more money. So, um, they started offering people shiny new explorers, right? Shiny new positions. Like we know, but we know one person that got a street crime level job, Mm -hmm. uh, to not go. Uh, and she was very good at her job. Oh, yeah. Way. Well, and they, She's doing they, very well. They there. lucked out. You yeah. Know? They, the agency that we used to work for lucked out and she stayed. Uh, other people were considering staying because uh, explorers had just hit this agency. So if you had an explorer, you were fucking balling. And uh, they offered these two dudes that were coming together. They they offered them two explorers simultaneously. And like we were like, dude, what are you for doing? For a fucking take- car? You... You leave an agency because your quality of life, either for a new opportunity or your quality of life at the agency, is not good. Those are the only two reasons. Well, or you're physically moving somewhere else. Like, a car is going to make you stay? Obviously, be, you have bad decision making. To be fair, the agency that we used to work for, the sheriff, that's what very well known there. Can we say we used to work for an agency? It doesn't matter, right? We used to work for yeah. Volusia County. Who Volusia cares? County, Florida. The legendary Mike Chitwood. Everybody knows him. Um, he was Daytona Beach's old uh, police chief. Anyways. Um, He's from Philly, too. Yeah. we When we got sent to the courthouse, we got fucking shafted by admin. He wasn't aware of that. Do you remember that? No. No, well, the sheriff rarely knows shit He like that. had no idea. In fact, I heard in the rumor mill, he had heard what these guys were doing. He was mad. And he was upset about it. Yeah. Um. You know, ha- say what you will about Mike Shitwood. Um, he is a media guy. He is a guy that's going to make himself look good on Like, he wants to look like a cowboy, but, you know, maybe not let you look like a cowboy. He wants to look for like a cowboy. He's a sheriff. He's got to yeah. ride a line. He's got to get reelected. You know, he's so, got to, yeah. But um, he did not know that. And I thought about telling him at the gas pumps that one day, I'm leaving you, son of a bitch. But I was like, you know what? He doesn't, I'm the out. sheriff rarely makes I'm decisions out. that low. And he, the sheriff anywhere rarely knows about shit like that going on because especially in Volusia, I don't know how it is now, but the the admin, the upper echelon, I'm not talking admin like patrol lieutenant. I'm talking like majors and things like that. For a long time, we're nothing but 
and a lot of them are gone, so I feel comfortable saying this. A lot of them were milk toast yes men who were doing really shady ass shit, Bro, and they would hide things from the I sheriff. I won't even stop. Uh, I remember one time when we first started filming, I brought up the fact that the undersheriff got caught in a sex scandal, and everybody was like, "Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it." So I cut it out, and I mean, I think I and was. These are um, all alleged. Nothing was ever proven. Yeah, outright it was. But it was a big. It was big enough for him to he leave was the agency. Banging admin ladies up in the admin building, in, which uh, is a shame because he was a really good under sheriff. He was great at his job, and he, he was. just couldn't he keep good, his dick in his. He was a good cop, and you know, you allegedly say, he was he was your stereotypical cop. Great at his job, took care of his guys, mm. like an awful husband. <laughs> Let's face it, most cops you can yeah, you can the describe job that way. You, the, <laughs> but uh. I don't want to, yeah, we're done. We're, we're, no, we're, I, I didn't finish my story. Oh, that's right. Real quick, and then we can we can stop. Unless you have any questions for me, and then we can edit no, out some of story. the bullshit. Um, so the, the day that I was getting called, and this is just one out of a million stories that I could tell, uh, but I, I was getting called in. Now that I think about it, I don't think it was for the courthouse, because that was a day shift thing, and I was on night shift at this time, but whatever it was, I got called in. Um, and my sergeant, the way that it operated was my shift had two sergeants, one of which was relatively new to me, and the other one I had been around for my, the entirety of my short career there. And he knew me pretty well, so that's why it was super disappointing. But I got called in, and I go to sit down. <coughs> And the one sergeant is like, oh, we'll wait for so-and-so to get here, the other sergeant to get here. Because this is a closed-door type of meeting. And, you know, he said, um, I don't want to get accused of anything, you know, with this Me Too stuff. And I was like, are you fucking... I didn't say anything at the time because I... And I... One of my biggest regrets... With my career is not being more like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like uh, vocally, but I just didn't know to because that's another thing about being a woman in law enforcement. Y'all, y'all are bullied like crazy in this job. Bullied like crazy. I can't fathom how. And I'll and I'll say, just tell the motherfucker to fuck off. And you would tell me, Tyler, it doesn't. It doesn't work, work like, like that. that. You know, it not just with a you woman. can't. Because at the end of the day, I've said this many times. As you can, but you have to be an extreme bulldog and you might burn bridges and, and ruin your reputation. Because yeah. I could go in there and I talk about it all the time. If I'm sitting across from somebody at some point. I'm going to the 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 rank on your arm is going to start fizzling away in my brain as I'm staring at you. Well, you that's the military stuff, too. You have the benefit of that. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, at, at some point, worst two men sitting in a room. You're going to start watching what you say to me because I have to look myself in the mirror every day. As a man, I, I can't speak for women, so I'm not saying like women can do. Women can't do this. I'm just saying, as a man, for me, um, I have to go look my wife, look my son in the eyes, and say like, when cops quit the job because they just, you know, they. But when you do something, you give up your salary for something, and you come right. home and you're jobless, and you're, you know, your wife's like, "What did you do? Like, I couldn't do this job anymore because it's wrong or whatever." You have to look your family in the eyes. You have to look yourself in the mirror. At least you have some worth. So. That being said, when when I get caught in these meetings, I respect rank. I don't take criticism the best. I used to not, but I'm working on it. Um, but at the end of the day, I know in my brand, I'm like, yeah, I fucked up. So I, you know, 
But if someone's trying to bully me and I didn't fuck up, like our old admin in Volusia County did, it was bad. They well, that call- happens to you call- now. Well, I heard. Well, You've told me a couple of Yeah, we got that squared away. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, well, I'll just leave that at that. Yeah, yeah. That's current. <laughs> but, um, um, but at my old agency, you know, I was a new cop. And uh, fresh out of the military, I went to college before, but, you know, um, we had a lieutenant that tried, bless his heart, he was a nice guy, he shouldn't have been running with those guys, but uh, he tried sitting me in the office and playing the old, uh, we're noticing a pattern, and I'm like, what? And he goes, you did this, and I was like, okay, and? Uh, I'm like, what's your pattern? Like, what's, what's Oh, you only pattern? did it one time. What, what, you know, now, now you're trying to make me look bad. I'm not buying it. So you can make me look bad all you want in your own brain. And you can convince other people. I know you just don't like me. And it's a bully tactic. Um, but I remember telling him, like, kind of, I didn't say, like, get out of here with that bullshit. But I was kind of giving off, like, come on. All right. I get what's going on Yeah, here. you know how somebody's telling you to address this with me. And you know how ridiculous this is. Yeah. Like, oh, that pissed me off. My favorite thing to do is hold my supervisors Old accountable. Bat. Sorry. <laughs> um, like, you know, when something really stupid is happening. Um, luckily right now I have good supervision that, uh, stick up for me, immediate supervision. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about how somebody's trying to jam me up, but, uh, you know, when it comes down and, and you don't have immediate supervision that will fucking be that like, has a back- get that shit out of here. The tiniest gonna... of backbones. Cause my yeah. biggest thing too is one of my biggest arguments is that cops go out there and they have to worry about everything. They're so fucking stressed all the time. The last thing you fucking need as a, the last thing I would do as a leader is bring anything up to them. They have so much shit going on. If you're a fucking cop, you have so much shit going on all the fucking time. I mean, it's insane nonstop shit that you're doing all the fucking time. You're 12-hour shit. And that's just in your work life. Yeah. Let alone the shit that's going on in your personal life. So if I'm a supervisor, I'm not bringing anything to the table. Like, oh, we need to talk to him about... Uh, his BWC activation, or we need to talk to him about, did he violate policy? You no. broke too hard at a red light. Yeah. Did he violate policy? No. Then I'm not talking to him mm-hmm. because just me talking to him stresses him out. Yes. And no matter how punk rock you are, I'm super punk rock. When my supervisor calls me into the principal's office, it's it's it might be my new stress for me, but it's still stress I don't need. Especially when they do it over the fucking radio, which they would always do to me. Uh, They'd call me on tech and be tactic. like, hey, can you come to the, can you come yeah. to the district? And everyone's like, ooh. Hey, it's, it's Lieutenant so-and-so. Can you come <laughs> to the district? And I'd get like fucking MDC messages. What'd you do? Oh my God. And it was like, sign this paper. I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? They knew what they were doing. And well, I agree with you. Unless you broke a rule. Mm-hmm. Same thing with parenting. Don't, don't like nitpick your kid. If they're not breaking rules and doing things they're not supposed to do, like, don't, if you're a supervisor, don't make, like, shit's already, like you said, shit's already fucking hard. There's a difference between, there's a difference between, um, I know you weren't saying this, but there's a difference between always making a new cop better, right? I used to have a sergeant that would, um, when you guys came in, they would always get their report red penned because they're new. They can always Mm -hmm. be better. But that's different that's than guidance and training. Guidance and training. That's different than my lieutenant told me I have to talk to this cop about this. No, you don't. You could tell lieutenant, I ain't saying shit. If you want to go talk to him, you can. My but dad, I know you're pussy ass motherfucking 
fucking hiding behind brass motherfucking ass ain't going to say shit to him because you want me to do it because right. you just you don't want me a, to take care of your problem so you don't have to deal with yeah. it. Yeah, and it's not even a problem. You want to look like you're doing something by jamming up this cop. My dad made a good point to me one time and I totally agree with it because at the sergeant level, no one except the lieutenant should be giving out discipline. Your sergeant shouldn't be like when you go to sergeant school, they teach part of it is to teach you how to guide your guys. Like you're kind of like the dad. Not the dad, but the older brother. You're <clears throat> you've been there, done that. You understand the, the growing pangs and the all the stuff. And you're supposed to lead your squad and make sure everybody's good to go, all their equipment's up to date, like they don't need anything. And then when you do get punished, when like the dad gives out a punishment, you go into it with them to act as like a like a referee almost. Yeah. Your, so your immediate supervision should be in the room with they you. They shouldn't be but they shouldn't be giving they shouldn't be doling out write-ups and and nitpicking your shit and like I I believe that when it comes to major discipline, your lieutenant or your captain should be doing it, not your sergeant or your corporal because, well, your corporal doesn't, but you know what I mean. Like that relationship, because you work with your sergeant on shift, so that relationship should be, should be kept like a, I don't know how to explain it. Like sexual. Yeah. <laughs> you should offer your butthole to your sergeant. 